Hello, 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 you gold African you. Welcome back to Golden Africa and welcome if you're new here. My name is Burundi Sarah and feel free to join the family by subscribing and reviewing this podcast. Now, before we get into the episode, today's episode, we're flying to Zambia to meet an up-and-coming tech guru. He co-founded AgriPredict and he will tell you all about that and tech and AI and how to optimize the available resources to scale impact. Let's hear it from Simbe Mwiza. Hi Mwiza, welcome to Golden Africa. Thank you so much for having me. So, let's get straight into it. I know who you are, but the listeners do not. So, do you mind uh, introducing yourself briefly? Who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Uh, my name is Simbe Mwiza and I'm from Zambia. And uh, I'm co-founder of AgriPredict. And uh, the main core of the organization is providing risk management tools to small-scale farmers mostly and helping them to deal with risks such as uh, pests, droughts and diseases. And at the core of everything we do, we try to ensure global food security. Yeah. That's great. Now, you are a tech prowess and we're glad to have such a tech perspective that you basically bring on to Golden Africa. So before we dive into AgriPredict, yeah, and what you do now, briefly tell us how your story began. Um, it began in 2016 at, at a hackathon, and the hackathon was called AgriHack, and uh, a bunch of guys were tasked to present solutions that would help with agriculture in general, and uh, with a very open um, hackathon, so you could work on anything with no restrictions. Any part of the agricultural value chain, you could build something. Um, at the time, me and uh, a friend, Patrick Scalinda, who's a student at, at the African Leadership University too. Uh, so that was before we, we joined the African Leadership University. We were collecting weather data around the country and just storing it just for fun. Uh, yeah. If you ask me if anyone just stores weather data just for fun, no one does, and that's that's completely crazy. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a procrastinator personality. I like doing things the last minute. So the whole time, I'm just procrastinating and doing utterly nothing, me and Patrick. And the hackathon was a two-day hackathon. The first day, just a bit of high fives, just, you know, uh, chilling by the snack bar. And uh, nothing else. And the final day, we we were, you know, we saw everyone almost getting ready to finish up. And uh, we realized we've been collecting weather data for so long. We could possibly use that around the context of agriculture. And the same year, coincidentally, Zambia was victim to the four army worms, among many other African countries. And uh, our notion at the time was we could sort of try to relate weather patterns to these attacks. Uh, so there might be weather conditions that make it uh, possible for such pests to breed. And uh, that was how AgriPredict started. It was, it was not a very refined idea at the time, but we, won, we ended up winning the hackathon. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, then we started from there. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting insights you gave us. Now, um, you talked about basically entrepreneurship, yeah? but then uh, linked to tech because you were doing all this tech stuff for fun, gathering all this data that you would later 
feed your AI? And what key lessons did you learn in this first phase of your journey? Uh, I think the most important thing that we learned was we didn't know anything. And um, I think the most beautiful part of the entire journey was just discovering every day how much you do not know and uh, looking forward to learning more, more stuff. Um, so we, you know, uh, we thought, you know, predicting weather patterns was an easy thing and only to find out, you know, you know, governments, even, you know, companies invest millions in, in, in just making really good models for that. Um, so we had a lot to learn over time. Uh, but in the process of trying to make our own things, we were learning more and more and, uh, getting a scale just outside AgriPredict itself, but, uh, you know, getting software engineering skills. Not perfect, I would say, but, uh, you know. Now, to a basic human being such as us, um, AI is something out of this world, yeah? And I take it you did not, like, learn it from an actual institution. Is that right? No. Mm-hmm. So tell us. So, um well, thanks to Google, in, in 2016, 17, uh, Google had a free Udacity course on deep learning. And it sort of helped me uh, with the foundations themselves. And uh, later on, there's a course uh, by Andrew Yang on machine learning. It's very heavy math-based. I would highly recommend it. It was through... You know, some self-taught learning, although over the years, uh, I think last year and in our, you know, university classes, we've had to learn about formal classes about AI and machine learning. Uh, but during that time, uh, the only resources we had were, you know, uh, the massive online, uh, this uh, M00Cs that you could just, you know, find online and just just learn new stuff. So it was a bit of, you know, trial and error. You watch some YouTube videos, um, uh, try new things out. It was more scattered. That doesn't explain how you are dominating Africa in the field of AI. So first of all, kudos to that. I've been reading a few articles on AgriPredict, and it is one of the top 100 AI companies in Africa. So snaps for that. Thank you so much. Well, over the years, of you know, of course, uh, brought on more professional people that have machine learning stuff. An example is last year, we worked with the TensorFlow team that helped us deploy our model. So it's not entirely, um, you know, like a me effort. It's a collection of people that have uh, come together, large institutions. And, and you know, uh, in the past, I've, I've had people giving me opportunities and a chance to learn from them. Uh, and uh, I would attribute that to them. And I think what I would say and clarify is uh, when, it, when it comes to applied machine learning, I think AgriPredict is, you know, uh, is one of those companies uh, trying to use machine learning for specifically social good. Uh, it's always nice to see the buzzword uh, as people might normally refer it to AI in, in a good light. Uh, mm-hmm. and not just uh, doomsday coming, yeah. Right, and on that note, that brings to mind um, the fact that people sometimes say that AI is just here to take away jobs, you know, 
um, someone might say that agronomists will no longer have jobs in the near future just because of AgriPredict. But I feel like there is a good that AgriPredict is bringing that far outweighs that. What else do you, what can you say to such people who feel like AI is taking over jobs? Yeah. So uh, let's say an example with platform having 100,000 farmers being served and at the click of a button, they have an agronomist. How many agronomists would you uh, have to train to then serve these people in remote areas? Number one, people, especially people that you know got educated and went to university, they really do not want to stay in a rural area. That's the first thing. And our CEO, Cassandra, always says, um, we are saving the underserved majorities. So the majority of the people are employed in agriculture and they are small-scale farmers, but no one is serving those people. Uh, commercial farmers could afford an agronomist and have them come to their farm, but a small-scale farmer cannot do that. They may be the only agronomist I know off the top of my head that they get is mostly one themselves or their local agri-dealer. They go to an agri-dealer and say, hey, look, my leaf has this. Uh, what do I do? And uh, the agro-dealer, he's a businessman, so he's going to try to sell you some products and say, for this, you use this. And, and um, you know, uh, at the end, one, either share knowledge between each other and say, oh, when you see this, you do this. When you see this, you do this. So we are not replacing, you know, like any jobs uh, per se. Uh, if anything, we're just trying to make the process better and uh, just ensuring, uh, you know, uh, it's a win-win situation for, for everyone, most especially the small-scale farmers. Yeah, I agree 100%. Besides, the amount of time it takes to train someone to be an agronomist, that's one. Yeah. Secondly, you're solving a big, big problem at a scale. Like, just a small group of people is solving a problem for yeah. over 100,000 people. That's not something a typical agronomist would do. Besides, yes, the, yes th that's incredible, honestly. And I support you 100%. Now, we keep on talking about AI and some of the listeners might not know what AI is. And I know you for someone who knows how to simplify this. So could you please put it for us plainly? What is AI? How do you use AI in AgriPredict? And, you know, introduce us to your world. Uh, one thing important to mention is uh, AI is an entire broad field. Um, so uh, you have artificial intelligence, uh, which is sort of the, the, the broader field of where, as humans, we are trying to, uh, uh, we're trying to find, you know, uh, how do we uh, define uh, methods or machines that could do a task better, you know, like uh, programs that have the ability uh, to, to learn and to reason like human beings. And then underneath that, you have machine learning, you would call the, you know, algorithms that, you know, give that ability to learn uh, without being explicitly programmed. You need a way to do that. And then underneath that, you have what's called deep learning. This has gained momentum over the last decade. And what that field is, you have learning from lots and lots amounts of data. And, and this is where our key interest is. This is where... Uh, what we do at AgriPredict is deep learning is a subset of artificial intelligence. So uh, what we do is you have 
a data set and you run a small business and you want it to be able to, you know, easily identify uh, what each product is. Yes, a human being could do that. You could, uh, you could bring someone in the store and say, hey, this is this, this is this, this is this. And of course, uh, if they have a really good photographic memory, you know, they, they, would, they would learn that pretty well. Machines could do that as well. So what you do is you collect lots of amounts of data, uh, pictures of, of that product. And uh, this should also maybe, you know, just explain the, the extent of how far away from perfect AI we are is that we still need lots and lots of amounts of data to be able to generalize down to, you know, properly classifying uh, uh, what a cup is, as an example. Um, so, yeah, so, um, and that model gets to learn on that, uh, on that data set. The, the performance of that is evaluated on, on a smaller data set that it wasn't shown. And then they say, oh, okay, you're able to do this task perfectly. So in context, these models today are just a bunch of models that do one task and one task only perfectly. Of course, there's, there's new models like uh, the, the GPT-3 that are being generalized to uh, and used for many other things. Uh, so that is sort of the new frontier in the machine learning models, if you, if you would like. So it's not as complex as it, as it looks like. A friend of mine says, uh, you know, machine learning is just statistics that went to high school. I think just to summarize it, that's it. Yeah. I think that's a great way of putting it. You simplified it in a way that you actually elaborated on what it is. Yeah. And thank you so much for introducing us to your world. And before I wrap up this conversation, I have to ask you the question, what is your definition of a great African? And do you think you're one? Um, the definition of a great African, definitely, number one, is proud to be African. And number two, and at the core of whatever you do, has to be Ubuntu. Uh, and in, have in mind that whatever you do, you do not do for your little country that you live in, and you represent a 1.5 plus billion people wherever you go. Uh, and then to ask if I'm a, if I'm a perfect African, I I am not. For starters, because one, uh, I speak English. I should be speaking Swahili, or. Uh, be good at you know some other African language that we use as Africans, and uh, yeah, so uh, still a work in progress. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's my two cents on that matter. Yeah, that's incredible. So you are definitely a great African. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and um, before I let you go, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I let you go, what is your final message to? the people who are listening in um, any tips as to like how they can really put all the force that they need to towards their goals or any disclaimer that you, you would like to give them as a techpreneur that you are? Uh, I think the first thing is uh, entrepreneurship is not easy. It's so frustrating. Uh, and especially when you're doing social impact centered work, you always question, why am I doing this? Because, you know, I could be doing something else and be making money off it. Uh, but it's always hard for you to raise money for 
social impact-centered projects. Uh, that is one. Uh, but it always feels good to, you know, have an impact in someone's life. Uh, so that's rewarding. And then the other thing is um, our models are publicly available. So if, if there's engineers out there, entrepreneurs out there that would have something to do with them, you know, uh, just feel free to reach out. And uh, you can find one of our models uh, hosted on, on TensorFlow Hub, uh, hosted by Google. So you could technically, uh, you know, play around with the model itself in the browser and, and, and just test it around. Uh, so the technology is there. And my, and my quote to everyone else is if, if there's people out there that, has, that see a problem and they think they could apply existing technologies to reach to fix that, uh, this is a call to action to many people to just uh, to just do it. And uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, uh, seeing more and more entrepreneurs coming out of Africa and uh, uh, bringing out solutions to, to save uh, uh, just uh, the majority. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for making the time for Golden Africa and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for hosting um, I don't know about you, but this episode actually gave me a much needed perspective and look into not just AI, but also entrepreneurship in general, right? So Muiza is a successful techpreneur. And one thing he has said and continues to say is the fact that we need to try and solve problems at a scale, right? So dedicate your life or at least a small portion of your life towards solving problems at least one problem or even more at a scale and if we do so we will be able to solve myriads of problems that africa is facing or at least a large portion of them together we can do it and as i always say stay gold and go get it